0: BCY America presents Crosstalk, a nationwide call-in program discussing issues that have an effect on our families, our communities, our churches, our nation, and our world. Crosstalk, an opportunity for you to voice your concerns for biblical principles and now live by satellite and around the world on the Internet at vcyamerica.org. Here is today's Crosstalk.
1: And we do thank you for joining us on Crosstalk, coming your way from the VCY American Network. Ladies and gentlemen, in a very short period of time, when it comes to the whole LGBTQ plus agenda and its promotion, we were told, remember at the outset, just tolerate it, just tolerate it, uh, just be in tolerance. Then it was next to accept it. And then we were told that we must celebrate it. And now we are forced to participate in it, according to their agenda. As a matter of fact, one of their targets is a Christian college in Missouri, the College of the Ozarks, who is seeking to sue the Biden administration, which is trying to force this college to violate its religious beliefs, to open their dorms and shared shower spaces to members of the opposite sex or face fines up to six figures, punitive damages, attorney's fees. Folks, it's outrageous what is taking place in our nation. And here to discuss it with us today, we welcome Julie Blake. Julie serves as Senior Counsel for Regulatory Litigation at Lions Def- uh, Alliance Defending Freedom. Uh, she previously worked as a Deputy Solicitor General for the state of Missouri and as Assistant Solicitor General for the state of West Virginia. Uh, She also previously, uh, following law school, served as a law clerk for Judge Paul Kelly, Jr. on the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Tenth Circuit. Uh, She's admitted to practice in multiple states, the Supreme Court, and in many federal district and appellate courts as well. Julie, thank you for joining us today.
2: Thank you so much for having me.
1: Uh, Julie, even with this short introduction today, there may be many who are just shaking their heads in disbelief but religious liberty is under direct attack here by the Biden administration. Uh, this is a sad but but true story that's been unfolding for some time. And if you would just unfold it for us, this uh, the account here of the College of the Ozarks v. Biden. And uh, what has brought us to this point? Uh, this really all started out what, with a rule from the Housing and Urban Development?
2: Right. So the government cannot force schools, especially religious colleges, to open girls' dorm rooms, bedrooms, and shared shower spaces to males. But since taking office, that's exactly what President Biden is seeking to do. Uh, Shortly after Inauguration Day in early 2021, President Biden issued a directive through the Department of Housing and Urban Development that redefined the term sex in the Federal Fair Housing Act. And this department... Directive seeks to require all colleges and schools, including religious ones, to open their dormitories, shared shower spaces, and even roommate assignments to members of the opposite sex. And our organization, Alliance Defending Freedom, is representing College of the Ozarks in standing up to this government overreach. And we're now asking the Supreme Court to instate our lawsuit and let us put this government overreach to an end.
1: Now, why to the Supreme Court? Uh, lower courts uh, courts have turned you down to this point?
2: Lower courts uh, took a remarkable position. They said that even though the government had skipped all the normal procedures, and even though we pointed out how illegal what the government was doing is, they said that the College of the Ozarks at no school could sue until the government was coming after them, imposing investigations, lawsuits, fines, damages, all these intrusive things, and only then, after you had to go through this administrative rigor, only then can you go to court and ask the court to say what they're doing is unlawful. But that's not how the law works. People are allowed to go to court to vindicate their rights all the time. And so we're just asking the Supreme Court to step in and say that the federal government can't do that to religious colleges.
1: So for many, perhaps have never heard of the College of the Ozarks, what can you tell us about them?
2: Well, College of the Ozarks is a religious school in Missouri, and it's got a remarkable focus on helping and uplifting students. It's called Hard Work U because it gives every student the opportunity to have a debt-free education so long as they work hard on campus on uh, college workstations. And its vision is to develop citizens of Christ who are well-educated, patriotic, and hardworking. And even though College of the Ozarks takes very little federal money It doesn't matter uh, in this directive. The College of the Ozarks provides this great benefit without taking federal money. Mm -hmm. The federal government says that every college has to comply no matter what. And so the College of the Ozarks is taking a courageous stand on behalf of its students, especially its female students.
1: So we know that there are many Christian colleges across the country. Um, They, I believe, are the only ones named in this suit. Is that correct?
2: That's right. This was um, the first lawsuit of its kind to challenge the Biden administration on this particular directive. And so they're standing up in the hopes that all colleges will be protected mm-hmm. from having to make these intrusive changes and having to do things that harm their female students' privacy.
1: So what you're saying is that the the impact of this decision, or lack thereof, every single Christian college across this country would be impacted by this.
2: Absolutely, and young women should not be forced to share private spaces, including bedrooms and shower spaces, with males. Mm-hmm. That's the freedom that College Ozarks is standing up for for everyone.
1: Yeah, and and vice versa.
2: Absolutely, absolutely, everyone should have their their private spaces uh, reflected, and that, that's particularly true um, at religious colleges that have a biblical worldview.
1: So in regard to that biblical worldview and and religious liberty, it seems to me that that those words are guaranteed in the First Amendment to the Constitution. Where do we find a redefinition of sex coming from the U.S. Constitution?
2: Well, that's right. The Constitution protects our freedom. It gives us the First Amendment rights that are respected in law, Uh, free exercise of religion, freedom of speech, and the Constitution gives meaning to those rights by creating a system of separation of powers, checks and balances, where you have to have Congress write the law, and you have courts there to protect your rights against big bureaucratic government agencies. So these government officials are bound by the law, and when they try and redefine the law to add um, things to the law that Congress never passed, that's the role of the courts. And that's why College of the Ozarks should be able to go to court and ask a court to stop this government overreach.
1: Mm-hmm. So, again, just as my understanding here, Julie, basically, the case has gone up through the courts and and has gotten as high as the eighth U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals, who at this point has said, hey, uh, no, you don't have a case here because there's been no harm done against you. And until there is harm done against you and unless the Biden administration really carries out what they said they're going to do, that's only then you can take action. Right. And
2: and that's really just not how the court system normally works, and it's not how it should work. When um, a government issues a directive against you and says, "Hey, change your business practices, change your religious exercise, or get out of business," mm-hmm. um, the the Supreme Court in the past has said that you don't have to wait for the government to impose all of its fines and investigations and only then can sue. You're, you're instead allowed to go to court right away and say, hey, they're, they're trying to hurt me right now by putting me to a very unlawful choice. Um, and, and that's what we're asking the Supreme Court to say, that we're just like everyone else who should be allowed to go to court and stand up against this government overreach.
1: So uh, when was this filed to the U.S. Supreme Court?
2: Just last week on Monday.
1: Uh, last Monday. And is the court under any timetable to respond? What, what, what are you hearing from the court?
2: So it looks like the court is going to consider our petition later this spring. Uh, the federal government's going to respond, and we hope, of course, that they uh, see the light and realize what they're doing is, is unlawful, and it, it hurts religious freedom, and it hurts uh, female students who, don't, who shouldn't have to be forced to share spaces with men.
1: Yeah, so what, what, where does that leave College of the Ozarks at this point?
2: Well, College of the Ozarks is hoping that the Supreme Court will step in and protect its rights an important stage.
1: Mm -hmm. And what is the resolve of College of the Ozarks pertaining to this rule?
2: The College of the Ozarks um, has been standing by its biblical principles. Uh, It has not complied with the Biden administration's directive, and that's what we're asking the Supreme Court to say, that the college is allowed to bring its lawsuit. And then ultimately, we'd like the courts to vindicate that this directive was unlawful and that the college... All religious colleges have no obligation to comply mm-hmm. with this brand new mandate so if that the, the government just made up.
1: Yeah, if the Supreme Court says, okay, uh, yes, you do have the right uh, to to bring this lawsuit, does that mean it goes all the way back to the lower courts again to initiate that process?
2: That's right. And all along, we've asked the courts to move quickly uh, to protect rights, um, because the whole country shouldn't be in limbo in this situation, not when you have such a broad directive that came out from the federal government. So at every turn, we've tried to press quickly for a decision. And if the Supreme Court gives us a favorable decision, we'll try and keep pushing forward protect everyone, and get everyone clarity quickly, too.
1: Mm -hmm. I was looking at some news coverage that came from uh, CBN News, and they mentioned that the petition uh, also contends that the rule only allows the college to agree to one of three negative outcomes. I'll read this and have you comment on it. Uh, They say that the HUD directive forces the college to choose immediately between three injuries, obey the government and abandon the college's religious policies and speech, or number two, refuse the government and risk crippling investigations and penalties. Or number three, cease providing student housing.
2: That is exactly the unlawful choice that the federal government is putting to the College of the Ozarks. They're essentially saying comply or risk these horrible investigations or no longer provide housing to your students. That's an unlawful and unfair choice that the federal government has no right to make to any college across America, mm-hmm. especially not to a religious college. It should be protected by the First Amendment.
1: And according to Colleges of the Ozarks, of those three negative uh, uh, possibilities, are any of those viable for the college to consider?
2: Well, the College of the Ozarks has not backed down. It has refused to comply with the federal government's directive, and that's why it sought clarity in the courts as to what the law is and to get clarity that is, in fact, protected. Um, Obviously, no college should have to get rid of its student housing. That's such an important part of campus life. Mm -hmm. And, of course, no college should be forcing young women to share private spaces with men either
1: indeed and uh, friends it, this is what's at stake what what are the ramifications Julie that you see as it relates to um, not only Ozark uh, uh, College of the Ozarks but every Christian college and not just the college scene but also rescue missions homeless shelters ministries to boys or to girls what are the implications there
2: well, th- this issue is, is really cross-cutting, and there are so many different things going on from the Biden administration or at state and local levels that um, address some of these really same important issues about women's dignity and women's privacy. Mm-hmm. Um, their dorms, their bedrooms, their sleeping spaces, their shared shower spaces, all should be private and safe. And that's for a very simple reason. Um Young women should be able to change without fear of men watching them, and when men are allowed into women's bedrooms or shower areas or other personal spaces, it's women who lose. They lose their privacy, they risk their safety, and the government should not be forcing them to have to share these spaces.
1: And friends, I want you to see here again. It's it's Christians that are coming to the crosshairs. The Christian colleges, uh, the, the institutions with morality and religious ties behind them. Whether it be a Christian college, whether it be that of a rescue mission that that does uh, overnight lodging and and provides those resources, and on and on the list goes. We'll be back with just a couple more minutes with our guest following the break. Julie Blake is with us today, senior counsel for regulatory litigation at Alliance Defending Freedom. You're listening to Crosstalk on the VCY America Network.
3: Back to Genesis with Dr. John Morris, popular creation speaker and author with the Institute for Creation Research. Dr. Morris, this might seem simple, but where did music come from?
4: Chris, music is an integral part of being in the image of God. The early chapters of Genesis reveal that just within a few generations of creation, men were constructing musical instruments, both wind instruments and string instruments. Soon we see that even this was perverted. Lamech, one of the patriarchs, even sang a song boasting of his adventures and murderous prowess. Musical instruments have been found from soon after the flood. Even Neanderthal fossils are found in conjunction with musical instruments. You see, Chris, the evidence that we find supports the biblical truth of creation. Even music started back in Genesis.
3: For more information on the foundational principles set forth in Genesis, simply visit us on the web at www.icr.org. That's www.icr.org.
1: College of the Ozarks v. Biden, that's a case making its way and now has uh, gone to the U.S. Supreme Court where they're deliberating right now whether or not to take the case. Uh, This is an issue that has been brought by College of the Ozarks, a a a Christian institution with a biblical worldview, and uh, they're saying, no, we're not going to violate our religious conviction, we're not going to violate our biblical belief that we have, and we're going to stand firm and have brought action against the Biden administration. Julie Blake is with us today, who is Senior Counsel for Regulatory Litigation at Alliance Defending Freedom, and uh, here talking about this case today and its implications as well. Uh, What message, Julie, does this send uh, across the nation, even as it relates to religious liberty um, and, and, and how our Constitution does or does not address religious liberty?
2: Well, religious schools like College of the Ozarks should be free to follow the religious tradition that they represent. But the Biden administration has simply disregarded that long tradition of religious liberty and is failing to respect their biblical worldview and failing to respect the way that they've organized their dorms for the best interests of their students, especially their female students.
1: Yeah. And again, the the fines that they have been threatened with for not complying, they go into the six figures.
2: That's right. The government is threatening not just this college, but all colleges in America— with ruinous signs, it could easily be six figures um, if they don't comply with the federal government's new mandate.
1: How is it, um, uh, what can people across this nation do in such a time as this as we await upon the Supreme Court?
2: Well, one of the best things you can do is pray, of course. And if you'd like to know more about this lawsuit and other important lawsuits standing up to government overreach, uh, feel free to go to our website, adflegal.org, adflegal.org, where you can learn about this case and many other cases where regular people are standing up for religious freedom, for women's privacy, and on so many more important issues.
1: Oh, and, and I know, and we've talked on cases, you know, like the Jack Phillips case, you know, the the, the Bakers, and, and those that they're trying to force this, but uh, would you agree that it seems that those who adhere to biblical Christianity are really the the ones in in the target here?
2: It seems like President Biden is targeting religious believers, religious schools, religious organizations, simply because of their beliefs about biological sex.
1: Yeah. Uh, what would you like to leave with our listeners, Julie, as it relates to this case today?
2: No, I'll say it again. The government cannot force colleges to open girls' dorms, showers, even roommate assignments to males. This government overreach must be stopped. And so we hope that the Supreme Court takes College of the Ozarks' case to help protect uh, women and to help protect religious liberty.
1: Julie, thank you so much for being with us here today from Alliance Defending Freedom. Again, that website, adflegal.org, adflegal.org. Thanks so much, Julie. Thank you. And friends, that was Julie Blake with us from Alliance Defending Freedom regarding this case and basically being left with three choices here as a college. I mean, the orders have come out and, and there are those of, of you that have vested interest in other Christian colleges across this nation as well. But that order is either obey the government and abandon the college's religious policies and speech or refuse the government and risk uh, crippling investigations and penalties or three, cease providing student housing. And uh, many times students are is very dependent upon that housing uh, to take place. But, friends, as I was looking at this information and, and the College of the Ozarks that, that has brought this action against the Biden administration, and that's what's come down. The Biden administration went to all of the, basically, the cabinet levels and told them that you've, you've got to put into practice and rules uh, changing that word sex to expand it to something that's not been before, that it means also gender identity uh, and, and uh, sexual orientation, that that is to be the new definition of this. And so Housing and Urban Development has done that. And and uh, as a result, College of the Ozarks is saying, we object and we're not going to comply with this. In other words, we will not bow. Now, friends, it should not surprise us that days like this were coming. And I'm going to hearken back to the congressional record back in 1987 1987, where this was read into the congressional record. Oh, it was an essay by a gay revolutionary by the name of Michael Swift. But it was, uh, it was reprinted in the congressional record, first printed, we understand, in the gay community news. It was put in the congressional record July of 1987. Now, they said this was just nothing but a satire, just an outre, just, just satire, you know, kind of tongue-in-cheek. But, friends, I'm going to read just a few paragraphs from this, and you'll see how this is coming about in our society today. It says, This essay is outre madness, a tragic, cruel fantasy, an eruption of inner rage, or how the oppressed desperately dream of being the oppressor. But, friends, what you're finding is that this is not just satire. It is reality in our culture today. A few of the excerpts from this, uh, from the congressional record, We shall sodomize your sons emblems of your feeble masculinity, of your shallow dreams and vulgar lies. We shall seduce them in your schools, in your dormitories, in your gymnasiums, in your locker rooms, in your sports arenas, in your seminaries, in your youth groups, in your movie theater bathrooms, in your army bunkhouses, in your truck stops, in your all-male clubs, in your houses of Congress, wherever men are with men together. Your sons shall become become our minions and do our bidding. They will be recast in our image. They will come to crave and adore us. Now, friends, as I just read through this, haven't you seen all of this coming forth in the gymnasium, the locker rooms, the sports arenas? It is there, ladies and gentlemen. And now they're trying to come into the Christian college dormitory as well. The essay goes on to say, which was only meant to be satire, they said, But, folks, it is so realistic what is happening in our culture today. They say this. If you dare to cry faggot, fairy, queer at us, we will stab you in your cowardly hearts and defile your dead, puny bodies. We shall write poems of love between men. We shall stage plays in which men openly caress men. We shall make films about the love between heroic men, which will replace the cheap, superficial, sentimental, insipid, juvenile, heterosexual, and fatuous presently dominating your cinema screens. We shall sculpt statues of beautiful young men, of bold athletes, which will be placed in your parks, your squares, your plazas. The museums of the world will be filled only with paintings of graceful naked lads. Our writers and artists will make love between men fashionable. Skipping several more paragraphs, the family unit, spawning ground of lies, betrayals, mediocrity, hypocrisy, and violence will be abolished. Now, friends, that's exactly what they're seeking to do today all across this United States, to abolish family. We've aired excerpts here on Crosstalk. Oh, the teacher says, who's going to vet the parents? We know better how to train children. We know what society needs. We need to teach them what society needs, not what parents want. They go on to say the family unit, which only dampens imagination and curbs free will, must be eliminated. Perfect boys will be conceived and grown into the genetic laboratory. They will be bonded together in communal setting under the controlled and instruction of homosexual savants. All churches who condemn us will be closed. We shall rewrite history, history filled and debased with your heterosexuals' lies and distortions. We shall be victorious because we are fueled with the ferocious bitterness of the oppressed who have been forced to play seemingly bit parts in your dumb heterosexual shows throughout the ages. We, too are capable of firing guns and manning the barricades of the ultimate revolution, tremble here to swine when we appear before you without our mask. That coming from the congressional record read into the record, but it was said to be nothing more than just a outre, just a satire. And folks, what we can see, though, is reality has set in very much around us as a result to this issue. And now the College of the Ozarks is saying, we object. We object. But friends, it's not just what's going on at the College of the Ozarks, because there are things happening in other places as well. For instance, I'm looking at an opinion piece that came out, just sent to us today, from a writer, Lori Roberts, at the Arizona Republic. The Washington Elementary School District uh, School Board has a message for education majors who attend Arizona Christian University. You aren't welcome here. The editorial says the board is ending its contract with Arizona Christian University, which for 11 years has supplied student teachers to the North Valley School District. It seems the university's budding educators are simply too Christian to be allowed to teach in the district's 32 schools. The push to cleanse the district of Arizona Christian students was spearheaded by Washington Elementary board member Tamila uh, Valenzuela, who noted the university's mission to influence, engage, and transform the culture with truth by promoting the biblically informed values that are foundational to Western civilization. Among those values, according to the university's website, traditional sexual morality and lifelong marriage between one man and one woman. At some point, we need to get real with ourselves and take a look at who we are making legal contracts with and the message that this is sending to our community, because that makes me feel like I could not be safe in the school district. She told her fellow board members that makes queer kids who already are facing attack from our lawmakers feel that they cannot be safe in this community. Valenzuela, who was elected in November and describes herself on the district's website as a bilingual, disabled, neurodivergent, queer, black, Latina, noted that three of the five school board members are LGBTQ. Arizona Christian has provided student leaders, or teachers, that is, to Washington Elementary for 11 years. The contract renewal, a routine item put on the district's February 23rd consent agenda with a recommendation from the administration that it be renewed. Then it ran into the school board buzzsaw, as first reported by Fox News. Board member Kyle Clayton, the board's other newly elected member, worried that ACU uh, students would teach with a biblical lens. A board chairwoman, Nikki Gomez-Whaley, echoed that. For me, this is not a concern about Christianity. There are plenty of Christian denominations who are LGBTQ friendly. So I want to make it clear that for me, my pause is not that they're Christians so much as this particular institution's strong anti-LGBTQ stance and their belief that you believe that this is to your core and you take it out into the world. Washington Elementary has had 25 student teachers from ACU in the past 11 years. And another 100 uh, students have uh, observed classes. School officials say they must sign a document agreeing to abide by the district's non-discrimination policies. gomez is saying that the district is committed to creating a welcoming environment for all our students, families, and staff. To that end, the board unanimously voted to discontinue its partnership with Arizona Christian University, whose policies do not align with our commitment to create a safe place for our LGBTQ plus students, staff, and community. This is not a rejection of any particular faith as we remain open to partnering with faith based organizations that share our commitment to equity and inclusion. The WSED school board has no proof that a student teacher or teacher from Arizona Christian University or Grand Canyon University has ever violated district policy, state or federal policy regarding separation of church and state. Said Julie Stark, who has taught in the district for 27 years, this is discrimination against all employees of faith, especially those who are Christians. Now, friends, that's just another case in point in which this targeting is being done. The College of the Ozarks says, no, we do not want men who are identifying as women to come. We don't want to have uh, two different male and females that are in the same dorms, that are using the same shower rooms. We do not want this in our classroom. But friends, it doesn't stop there at Ozark. It doesn't stop there in Arizona. I've got a few more cases I want to tell you about after the break as well. You're listening to Crosstalk on VCY America. The main topic today, College of the Ozarks v. Biden. It's a case that has gone petition now to the U.S. Supreme Court after being turned, by, turned down, that is, by lower courts. Back in a minute here on Crosstalk.
3: The New England Primer was introduced in Boston in 1690 by Benjamin Harris. It was the first textbook printed in America. For a century after its introduction, it was the beginning textbook for students, and until well into the 20th century, it continued to be a principal text in all types of American schools. The founders, as well as millions of other Americans, learned to read from the New England Primer and the Bible. The core of the primer is its rhyming alphabet, such as for letter A, in Adam's fall, we send all. The letter G, as runs the glass, man's life doth pass. It also included lessons for youth, Bible questions, and a shorter catechism. A pocket-sized hardcover edition of this 1777 historical reprint is available for a donation of $9 or more by calling VCY at 1-800-729-9829. Ask for the New England Primer.
1: You're listening to Crosstalk on VCY America, and uh, we're talking today about the uh, College of the Ozarks v. Biden. But the picture is so much bigger than that, as we see uh, the targeting of Christianity and Christian organizations. And what happens here, friends, is going to impact Christian colleges across the nation. They're saying, well, you don't have a right to sue yet. You have to wait until they actually uh, start enforcing the rule. They have the rule in place. The college says, hold on here. This rule violates what we're doing. And they cause you to, def, de, to, to uh, defy the rule. And once there are charges brought against you, then you can start defending yourself. Well, friends, taking a look here at an article that uh, just came out uh, late last week as well from WND.com and, and as a republished from the Daily Caller News Foundation a Christian homeless shelter has filed a lawsuit against Washington state officials last Thursday, alleging that the state's anti-discrimination law prevents the shelter from only hiring employees that agree with their faith-based worldview. The Yakima Union Gospel Mission, Yakima, Washington, describes its mission as helping people move from homelessness to wholeness. The shelter explains in the lawsuit that the defendants, Attorney General Robert Ferguson and Executive Director of the Washington State Human Rights Commission— Andrea Armstrong, have been using Washington's anti-discrimination law to prevent the organization from hiring in line with their faith, according to the lawsuit. Um, Washington state officials are threatening outright to hire people who share the mission's values and live them out, Johnson said. As a religious organization, we have the freedom to hire people who believe in our mission and share the same beliefs. Ferguson, in particular, has been actively enforcing the law by investigating Seattle Pacific University for alleged discrimination against the LGBTQ community after the university declared it would require its employees to adhere to biblical standards. ADF Senior counsel and and Director of the ADF Center for Christian Ministries, Ryan Tucker, said government officials have been increasingly bold in their discrimination against religious people and organizations. Yakima Union Gospel Mission and others are only asking for the same freedom as everybody else to live and work according to their religious beliefs. But no, you can't have that. You see, it all started with Tolerance just tolerate. i remember bob dole saying i will not tolerate intolerance it all started just tolerance then it was acceptance and then you're told that you must promote it and celebrate it and enforce to participate in it and that's what is this agenda that is coming to pass now friends also over the weekend uh, the dissenter pointed out just one day after a controversial bill in kentucky banning transgender affirming surgeries on minors Several churches have been defaced with graffiti, with words to the effect of trans power, P-W-R, trans power. The vote was 75 to 22. The Kentucky House of Representatives had approved a revised edition of House Bill 470. The bill's primary objective is to resist medical procedures for gender transition in minors and hold accountable physicians who perform these heinous acts of mutilation on children. So what happens? We go forth and we deface churches with the words trans power. Trans power. Now, friends, it even takes another step as we go across the border to Canada. As Lifesightnews.com carried the story last week of a Christian pastor, Derek Reimer, Arrested last Thursday afternoon by members of the Calgary Police Service after being warned that the previous day that there were two warrants out for his arrest because he protested a children's drag queen story time at a public library last weekend. Friends, do you see where this is going in our society today? The College of the Ozarks says let us alone. Let us stay with our belief system. And, and asking the Supremes to, let's keep our showers for men and women separate. That's what they're asking. We just want our showers to be separate and, and our dorm rooms and to not violate our religious beliefs. But friends, it even goes further into promotion and the defilement of children. I saw in Western Journal last week a story about a teacher in New York accused of encouraging a 10-year-old girl to identify as a boy throughout the 2021-2022 school year. According to the lawsuit from the child's parents, she was failed by the school system at every level as administrators made a concerted effort to leave them in the dark about it. The family of the girl is suing the teacher, Terryville Road Elementary School in Port Jefferson Station on Long Island, According to an attorney representing the family affected by the teacher's alleged actions, the child had never expressed a desire to explore a different gender identity, but became tormented after her fifth grade teacher began to refer to her by male pronouns and the name Leo. That was part of a pattern where vulnerable children were encouraged to try being gay or to identify as boys if they were girls or girls if they were boys, according to the lawsuit. In addition to the teacher, the suit names as defendants, the school itself, the principal, the school district, the superintendent. Uh, The family alleges that they, they were so unrelenting in her quest to force gender and sexuality on children that their daughter soon began to experience suicidal ideations. As a result, the student became confused as to her gender, the lawsuit says. Despite knowing about the uh, teacher conduct, it took the district and uh, months to inform the child's parents about it. The lawsuit is descriptive in its accusations about the teacher, who is not surprisingly still employed by the district. The teacher, rather rather, ha- the student having issues, and the teacher just started referring to the child as being of the opposite sex. The federalists also just pointed out that there is, uh, from the National Institutes of Health, transgender research including 3D body image avatars. The project creates a video game like Avatars with which people can envision specific body parts that they want to target with surgery to make themselves look more masculine or more feminine. There's a report right here. Personalized 3D avatar tool developments for measurement of body perception across gender identities from the National Institutes for Health. They actively are federally funded, and their research projects show 75 projects with transgender in the title, totaling more than $26 million of taxpayer money annually. Friends, isn't this amazing? As we have moved so very quickly in our society today from, oh, just tolerate it. It's not bothering you. This is not going to impact you in any way. Just tolerate it. You don't have to. It's, it's, it's not impacting you. Then it was to accept it. You must accept it. Then you must celebrate it. And now we're being forced to participate in it. Let's open our phone lines here today on Crosstalk to get your reaction to these issues here today and, and stemming from our discussion with Julie Blake at, from Alliance Defending Freedom on College of the Ozarks v. Biden. Our phone number to Crosstalk, 1-800-733-9829. 733 9829 And friends, what we are witnessing take place in states across this country now, is to, uh, you, you don't have to, you know, if you need to get away from your parents, we will give you the hormone treatments. We will give you the drugs in our state. We will provide care and the surgery that you need here in our state without parental knowledge, without parental consent to take place, and the forcing of this lifestyle upon the whole of a nation. And so, friends, as I read that column from Michael Swift, Let me read that first column again, the first paragraph I read today. We shall sodomize your sons, emblem of your feeble masculinity, of your shallow dreams and vulgar lies. We shall seduce them in your schools, in your dormitories, in your gymnasiums, in your locker rooms, in your sports arenas, in your seminaries. In your youth groups, in your movie theater bathrooms, in your army bunkhouses, in your truck stops, in your all-male clubs, in your houses of Congress, wherever men are with men together, your sons shall become our minions and do our bidding. Getting your reaction today here on Crosstalk, our phone number 800-733-9829. Let's go to John in Milwaukee. You're on the air.
4: It seems like they want to uh, have you using attorneys and attorneys and attorneys. My comment is, I guess, uh, let's see, I am John. I identify as a male, so if I marry a female, I'm probably against some type of a law. I think of all the girls when I was growing up as a child, they were tomboys, they play baseball with us basketball. What would the schools or these idiots have done with them then? I thought this was the land of the free, but I guess I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. And thank you
1: for your time. Thank you for your call here today. Our number eight hundred seven three three nine eight two nine. Jack in Dallas, Texas, you're on the air.
4: Yes. Uh, my comment the first thing well received my call my comment is that, you know, they are totally going against nature itself. I don't care if they do get a sex change. A man would never have a period, and a woman can never have what a man has in order to make a baby. Mm-hmm. Just don't. It won't work. So right. I mean, that itself ought to show them that what they're doing is totally impossible. That's my comment.
1: Thank you for your call here today. Yep, no matter what one does surgically, uh, you're still going to be male or female. Uh, we've got uh, Fernandez in Briarwood, New York. You're on the air.
5: Hi, how's, uh, how's everything? Fine, thank you. I yes, uh, you. I'm very, very glad that you mentioned the Michael Swift uh, uh, essay, the uh, revolution, gay revolutionary, mm-hmm. because the one thing that people need, really need to know that is that that was. It was a manifesto. There was nothing more than a manifesto. As a matter of fact, it was a part of a triad of manifestos that were set to be made in motion for every to lay the foundation for everything that has uh, happened with us uh, today. As a matter of fact, in that same year, nineteen eighty-seven, I know you may know of this, but uh, for the sake of the audience, there was. Um, before the book After the Ball, which was another, which was the last of the triad of manifestos by uh, Hunter um, Madsen and uh, Marshall Kirk, the uh, in the same year, 1997, it uh, began, that After the Ball began, with uh, an article called The Overhauling of Straight America. And so, to take that into consideration, when, when uh, basically what it's, uh, what it's coming down to is Anytime you hear anything that has anything to do with, oh, we're not, this is just satire. This is not a big deal. Mm-hmm. They had this in, in the cards for the longest time.
0: Yeah. Yep. Indeed.
5: That, it, that we, this, this is where we were at it for, from, for the longest time, and it was very intricate. It was very calculated, and here we are.
1: Thank you for the call. Appreciate uh, calling from New York. And, yes, indeed, that's where we are, ladies and gentlemen. Emily is calling next from Tucson, Arizona. You're on the air.
2: Hi hi there. Thank you so much for taking my call. May the Lord bless you, keep you, and protect you for all you guys do. My question is you commented on the um, NIH funding over 75 research projects um, with our taxpayer Monday money. What's your biggest uh, recommendation for that, contacting the NIH directly, our senators, how can we help, say, stop using our tax money for this?
1: Well, yes, indeed. Uh, it is uh, primarily, sometimes these things are put forth as, as as rules or something, and they have this this opportunity for public comment to weigh in. But uh, this is funded by your congressman, and they hold the, the, the purse strings in Congress themselves. And uh, reaching out to your member of the Congress and just letting them know your objection to this, that they need to do an investigation into uh, the NIH and uh, even these 3D avatar tools that they're using to... You know, measure body perception across gender identities. Uh, this is such a waste and and friends rather immoral as well. I'm up against a break. I'll give that phone number here following the break. This is crosstalk from VCY America.
6: For the Worldview Report, I'm Brandon House. Our website is worldviewreport.com. Today, a little different commentary. We just released a brand new 30-minute show that is nothing but, well, a piano and my singing the classic hymns. But first, I tell the story behind each hymn. I'm finding that more and more Christians, and even those who are unchurched or have walked away from the church, they're looking for hope. They're looking for a message of hope and reassurance. I think we can take the classic hymns and turn them into an opportunity of ministry, but also evangelism. I've been shocked over the last, well, 24 hours since releasing that first broadcast, how many people are emailing us that have said, I walked away from the faith, I've left the church. But hearing those stories and songs again from my childhood, it's got me decided to return once again to exploring the truth of the Christian faith. Let's take the opportunity, with all the craziness in the world, to offer the biblical hope that can be found in the lives and testimonies of great hymns and their authors. I'm Brandon House.
1: This is Crosstalk on VCY America, and in regard to this with the NIH, yes, you can reach out to your members of the House of Representatives, uh, 202-225-3121, 202-225-3121, uh, you can go, uh, The thefederalist.com is the one that uh, put out the story here uh, that I saw on March the 1st about the 3D body image avatars. And then not only just that, folks, but there's another study that looks uh, at uh, the issue of how transgender-identifying people experience challenges in adopting a voice characteristic of their so-called identity. And so trans individuals report that producing a voice congruent with their gender identity is crucial to, reaff- to affirming their gender identity. So there's a uh, uh, also NIH is funding a fully Functional online interactive sexual education tool for transgender and gender-expansive youth. On and on the list goes, but uh, com with the story there. But uh, yes, indeed, reaching out to your members of Congress in that regard. Let's go back to the phone lines here. Let's see. Holding the longest is Pat in Harwood, Missouri. Pat, you're on the air.
5: Yes. Uh, hearing the School of the Ozarks uh, brings back wonderful memories. I know young people who have gone through there and became wonderful uh, people. My question is, uh, would they still be in trouble if they don't accept government money
1: assistance? I don't know that they do.
5: Okay, I thought I heard earlier that was mentioned.
1: Yeah, I don't know that they do because uh, the, the students, I know they they work. I, I I just don't have an answer to that uh that question there in total, and the attorney had to leave. But right. But uh, I know that there are Christian colleges that don't take any government funding whatsoever, and And yet some of these rule changes coming forth are are still impacting them.
4: All right. That's what I wanted to know. Thank you very much for the clarification.
1: Thank you. Let's go to Chris in West Dallas, Wisconsin. You're on the air.
4: Yes, my comment is this. Uh, it's, It's obvious God has turned this nation completely over to a reprobated mind. We as a nation have lost our way. We've lost and thrown God out of every aspect of our lives. We've thrown God out of schools. We've torn down the Ten Commandments. And because we've turned our backs on God, God has given this nation over. And this is their end result. This is probably, as the Bible speaks on in Romans 1, mm-hmm. because they refused to retain the knowledge of God. God gave them over to a reprobated mind. This is what you're seeing. It shouldn't take us by surprise. But the world accepts it because Jesus said, I, you're not of the world. If you were of the world, the, the world would love you as its own. We're here to be a light in this dark and fallen world. We need to get busy. We need to get out. We need to start street witnessing, track passing, and and getting busy for for Christ, because we're living in the days of Noah. And, like I said, once once Noah entered the ark, the floods came, and God destroyed everything in its path. God have mercy on this country. Thank you.
1: Thank you, Chris. Leroy in Atlanta, Georgia. You're on the air. How
4: you doing, Jim? Uh, Yeah, I just wanted to
5: uh bring the light to the Wayne Wade situation. I don't know if you're familiar with it, but you recently went to court, and the courts have ruled that his son is his daughter and took uh, complete uh custody away from the natural mother who is against this I, I really i i i'm I'm sad to say that I think that that will be used by those by those of the confused community. To to further their efforts. Hmm. I mean, it's it's absolutely atrocious what's happening. And and then the the height of the hypocrisy of it all. I've told individuals who support it that they're indoctrinating children. They have the nerve to say that they aren't.
4: They have the nerve to say yeah. that they aren't.
1: Yeah. Well, I just read one such account here today, anecdotal perhaps, but it's happening over and over, where, I mean, this child taught in the school that you are a different, uh, you know, biological gender, and and as such, uh, that is confusing the student, and to the point of being suicidal.
5: May the hottest part of hell be reserved for them.
1: And uh, certainly, thank you for your call, and certainly our prayer is that people come to faith in Jesus Christ with whom there is change, a change of heart, change of mind, change of life, and indeed, a change of destination. Noelle in Franklin, Wisconsin, you're on the air.
2: Hi, Jim. I just wanted to say, if this does not provoke Christians to righteous anger, I don't know what will. Christians just need to get away from their entertainment and actually go out in the world and, you know, combat this wickedness, tell people the truth, and bring people to Christ, because this is just really wicked.
1: Thank you for your call. Merle in Tennessee, you're next. Go ahead. Yeah, Jim. Hey, uh, our own U.S. government is setting up
4: workshops in other countries that are resisting the transvestite movement, which is unbelievable. The other thing is in Second Thessalonians two, two, where it says, "Which that which restraineth." I believe God's hand is pulling back. Satan is filling the void, and it'll be that way until the great and dreadful day of the Lord, when Jesus sets everything
1: straight. Hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Carol in Milwaukee. You're on the air.
4: Hi.
2: I listened to the lady that called about the college in, I believe it was Missouri, and she asked what would happen if they wouldn't accept the uh, money from the government, and you said you didn't know if they took it. Well, she said they did take some money. So getting back to her question... What if they didn't take the money from the government?
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm guessing what they're taking it, what, through Pell Grants, the students who go on getting a Pell Grant?
2: However, they're getting it. She said they are getting yeah. some
1: money. And, and it very well could be through Pell Grants. I, I just don't have that information. I don't have access to the guest here at this moment, so... I, I'm sorry I don't have an answer for you there, but I do know a number of colleges that are dependent upon the aspect of, of uh, you know, students who come with for, with loans, and now you have to get a loan, you have to work through the government to get those issues. But uh, that's another issue in itself, uh, and even we have this matter here, though, too, of the government indicating that you must have uh, dorms that uh, male and female will live in together, shower facilities, et cetera. And friends, I'm here to say it's wrong. And uh, and another issue that we had uh, pertaining earlier today as well about the school boards that are changing. How many times have I heard believers in Christ say, "Oh, it's just a school board; my vote doesn't matter." As this one school board that we referred to earlier, three to uh, three of the majority, the majority are coming from an LGBTQ background, and. Uh, Uh, One of the things that behooves individuals to do is to uh, make sure that you're engaged in your local elections from school boards to city councils and county uh, elections there as well to understand who the candidates are, what they represent. Don't think you're going to be held or shielded from their decisions because you're not. Our time has gone here, friends. Let's keep the College of the Ozarks in prayer as they have a petition now, the United States Supreme Court, and uh, the court, uh, we understand, is going to be making some determination just a little bit later. Uh, Lower courts have said, no, you have to wait until they actually come after you before you're able to defend yourself. Thanks so much for joining us here today on Crosstalk.